जाए We don't hear it often enough. But I tell you what, she can preach the word. Amen. And it's with great honor I get to introduce Pastor Angela. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Andy. And it's good to be here this morning. Everybody's always trying to get me to preach. But I said, okay, Lord, anytime you want me, now I'm ready. Yes. Amen. But um, I spoke to my husband this morning, Pastor Goodluck, actually yesterday, late at night, and he's arrived and he's doing well. He told me he took some Benadryl, slept all the way. <laughs> so he's well rested. Amen, amen. It's good to see every one of you. Thank you for coming to be with us, visit us. Uh, and I think I saw my friends back there. Woohoo, good to have you. Amen. Our home is almost ready too, so you want to go look at it now. All right. This past week, as I began to study and look into the scriptures and talk to God about what he would have me talk about this morning, he led me to the subject of favor. And uh, I began to look at the man that is favored, the woman that is favored, the boy that is carrying the favor of God on her, uh, his life, and the girl that is favored. And I found out one thing, that although you are favored, you will pass through the valley of the shadow of death, but you will be settled. And although you carry the seal of favor on your life, you will go through many things and the devil will try to take you out. But the favor you have cannot be taken away from you. There is a sufficient grace upon your life that will take you from where you started to where God wants you to be. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, we thank you that you called us and you chose us. And Lord, you sanctified us and you classified us, God. And Lord, you put us on the level of favor, God. Oh, God, we thank you that the seal of favor in our life is permanent, God. It cannot be taken away from us. Lord, I yield myself to you this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you use this vessel to speak the mind of God to the body of Christ this morning, Lord. Lord, let there be power, let there be anointing. Lord, let there be wisdom, let there be revelation of your word. Father, I ask that every heart, every knee, every circumstance, every situation bow to the knowledge of your word. Father, at the end of this service, God, each and every one of us here would have changed our address in the spirit, Lord. We would have moved a step higher, closer to our place of settlement, Lord. I ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. I hope you brought your Bible this morning because we are going to be traveling on all the pages. Amen. Let's go to Psalms, the book of Psalms chapter 5. The book of Psalms, chapter 5, verse 12. This is one of the favorite 
scriptures or verses in the scriptures that I have used personally in my life to see a lot of things happen that the enemy did not want to happen. And that scripture says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. And with favor you will surround him as with a shield. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. The righteous is only the one God is talking about here. So the blessing is not for everybody. He will bless the righteous. And he says with favor, after he blesses that righteous man, he will surround him with favor as with a shield. So that favor encompasses him, surrounds him as a shield would, a soldier that's going to battle. Now the question here now is, who are these righteous persons? Who is this righteous man that the the Lord God Almighty is talking about here in scripture? My Bible tells me in Romans chapter 4 verse 3. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and he was counted to him for righteousness. The Bible tells me in Genesis chapter 12 that God went to Abraham and told him, leave your country, leave your kindred, leave your people, leave everything that's comfortable, leave what you are used to and come to a land that you don't know anything about. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God. Not knowing where he was going, he packed all his luggage and he took his nephew and he said, let's go. And everybody said, where are you going? And he said, I don't know. And God said that act of his, because he believed God, God counted it for him as righteousness. Now you will tell me that is Abraham. But thank God, further down in that same chapter, in verse 5, it says, But to him who does not walk but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So if you're here this morning, and just the same person who believed in God just a while ago, so I believe all of us right here, standing before me right now, you are the righteous man God wants to surround with favor. Like a shield. You are the righteous person. You are the one. That favor follows you everywhere you go. You are that person. In Psalm 37 verse 25. Psalm 37 uh, 37, 25. The psalmist wrote and said I have been young and now I'm getting old. Yet I have never seen that righteous man. You. You. Will never be forsaken. Nor his children begging for bread. That's you. The favored man can never beg for bread. The righteous man can never beg for bread. And that favor on his life, the favor that he enjoys, it spreads to his family, it spreads to his children. It spreads that the Bible says to his descendants. Because it says he will not be forsaken, nor his descendants. Amen? So you can never beg for bread. Bread of healing. Bread of promotion. Bread of blessing. Bread of wealth. 
bread of increase, bread of peace, bread of wisdom, it is bread. You will never beg for bread. In the Bible, we are told about a woman in Matthew 15, 21 through 28. She came to Jesus and her, her only child was sick. And she said, Lord, please heal my child. And Jesus would not answer her. And she kept pestering Jesus and she said, please heal my child. And Jesus said to her, I do not give the bread of the children to dogs. And she said, Lord, I know. But even, even the crumbs, even the crumbs give my child. So healing is a bread. Amen? Healing is a bread. Ask God to give you your bread. You are not a dog. You are a child. He's called you to the table. The bread belongs to you. You have the favor of God on your life. So right now, we are going to go into the steps of the favor this morning. We are going to look at the favored man and the steps he has to take. Church, there are some things we need to know. There are some things we need to understand that we can be grounded and rooted firmly in Christ. So that we are not moved and shifted by every wind of doctrine. That we are not double-minded anymore. The church is up now. It's time to raise sons and daughters of God. It's time to eat meat and not drink milk anymore. First Peter chapter 5. We are going to now examine the road that the favored man has to walk. And in First Peter chapter 5 verse 10, it says, But the God of all grace, who has called you unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. Did you hear that? Are you with me this morning? He says the God of all grace, not some grace. That grace, that favor in the Amplified Version, it says after you have suffered a while, the God of all grace, who imparts all blessing and favor on you, and who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself complete and make you what you ought to be. Establish and ground you securely, and strengthen and settle you. Is this blessing God is talking about when he talks about all grace? Is that blessing for only for, for your job? Is that blessing only for your marriage? For your finances? No, it says the God of all grace. That's divine favor that surrounds you like a shield. The first thing here that I know that what he's saying is that the favored man never goes empty. Never goes handicapped. Never goes without help. He goes with all grace. And that God has called him into eternal glory, not inter eternal shame. Shame is not your portion. Glory is your portion. And the Bible says we move from glory to glory to glory. Now he says, before you get to settlement, as we read in that verse, you have to suffer what? For a while. This is where a lot of us miss it. I come to Christ, everything is going to be perfect. Everything is going to be good, cruise control. Just, mm, the road is easy. No, that is not true. There will be suffering. There will be suffering. The only thing Peter said, and I think he's in First Peter chapter 4, verse 15, he said, just make sure 
Just make sure that your suffering is not because you are an evildoer, a murderer, a busybody. He says, if that's why you're suffering, just bear it. Because you brought that on yourself. But if you're suffering for the cause of Christ, he says, happy are ye. Happy are you. Because you started on the road of the favored man. God is taking you somewhere. He says, suffering is for a while. We are told in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. And he found favor with God and with man. But Jesus had his wilderness experience. Hello? Jesus had his cross. Jesus went through the garden of Gethsemane. It wasn't easy. It was not an easy road. But he knew where he was going. And he bore it knowing that there is an end. There is a settlement. Right now he's seated at the right hand of God. He's settled. That's what it's all about. The Apostle Paul, we read about him. He met Jesus on the road of the, uh, to Damascus and he got saved. And God put a favor and an anointing upon his life that today he wrote 90% of the New Testament. Most of the things we read and speak and quote are from uh, the Apostle Paul. But this man went through so much hardship, so much suffering, that three times he went to the Lord and said, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Take this pain away from me. And God said... Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. my grace is sufficient for you and if you read that it says here in the amplified version that my grace in second corinthians you may not have it there second corinthians 12 verse 9 my grace is sufficient for you in the amplified version it says my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you the fact that the Apostle Paul went through all those suffering, was that, did that mean he was a failure? No, sir. He wasn't a failure. That is the suffering that is for a while. That is the suffering that you must go through for you to go to the next level, for you to take the next step on your road to being settled. Amen? Are you with me this morning? Amen. Favor comes in in your life the favor that is upon you is shown even in the midst of your suffering. You will go to battle just like everybody go to battle. But you will not die in battle because you have the favor of God. You will fall just like everybody fall. But you will fall seven times and the seven times you will get up because you have favor on your life. That is the favor I'm talking about. It's not, oh God, I have favor on my life. Things are going to be, oh, smooth, no problem. Uh-uh. There is suffering. There is suffering. There is suffering. Get that. There is suffering. So that when things start to happen to you that you didn't cause, that you didn't, you know, make happen all of a sudden, the enemy just attacks and just, ooh, it's like everything is going crazy. Step back and say, Lord, is this the suffering that's for a while? There's something you have for me. And then walk through it and see what God does with you. Now we're going to go to the next stage, the next step on the road the favored man has to walk. And in that same first Peter verse, uh, chapter 5 verse 10, he says, But the God of all grace, who has called you into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect and establish you. And in that amplified, it says, He himself, <laughs> God himself will do this. He himself will make you, he will complete you and make you what you ought to be. 
You can't run from it when you have the seal of favor on your life. You are not, you're not an orphan that can go out there and just do what you want to do. No, you are his own. He has sealed you with favor. That favor is surrounding you and it's for a purpose. Because he's leading you to go set some other people free. So he's going to have to prune you and groom you and take you through the tunnel so that he can, his character can be formed in you. And so when you come to Christ, you begin to find out some things he tells you to drop. And a lot of us, at the point God is trying to form something in us, we are just fighting and struggling. Fighting and struggling with him. But let me tell you something. God doesn't give up. He's going to start with this. He'll come with a little one like that and say, okay, that judgmental attitude that you have, judging people, oh, they are not, mm, they are not up to my standard. Him, I, I don't deal with people like that. God says, no, that has to go away. Because I have something I need to do with you. He would take it off, cut it off. And you're like, well, that, wasn't, that didn't take much away from me. He says, okay, I'm coming. He says, all right. <laughs> you don't show love. There's no love in you. You're so easily offended. I'm leading you to people that you will be the one that's going to be the, the one that's going to save them from, from their own evil desires and things. You are the one I'm going to use. You cannot be like this. I'm going to take it away. And then he chips some more. And you're like, ooh, that hurts, Lord. He takes some things away from you. And some of us, stubborn as we are, we, we, we bounce back and we even get more stubborn. And he says, all righty. You think you, I, I know, I'm the one myself going to prune you. And then he goes and he says, all right. Now let's get some business. And then he begins. He just, those friends that are making you just go crazy. It cuts them off your life. That anger, that, that thing that just mm, rises up, is, he cuts it off. And so he begins to prune you. And you're screaming, God, it's enough. He says, no, it's not yet enough. Oh, God, I'm going to die. Oh, no, you won't die. I will heal you when you're sick. <laughs> oh, God, help me. Oh. Because he himself, he said, he himself would do it. You can't run from him. When he's put his favor on you for your own good, and I found that out, let me give you a secret, for your own good, just uh, cooperate with him. If not, you're going to find yourself going around and around and around and around. And, he's, and he, this is what he's doing each, behind each time you go. Until you say, okay, Lord, okay, just cut it. Yeah, here, yeah, you cut it off, cut it off. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, the Bible says he is making you and perfecting you. He's perfecting you. Do you know how perfection is found? Do you know the definition of perfection? The Bible says the bond of perfection is love. Perfection is formed in you when you can love the unlovable. Perfection is formed in you when you can come and somebody who hurt you before, somebody who thought they could kill you with their words, with their actions, you can actually pray and fast for that person and say, Lord, bless that person. Perfection comes when you can stay on your knees and cry all night for somebody who just took everything you had from you. That is perfection. That is perfection. And that's what God is asking for from us as we go on our road to being settled. 
And once you've been perfected, then you are established in him. You are grounded, secure in him. You are no longer shifting. Nothing moves you. You don't throw in the towel. Because nothing moves you anymore. If people that used to offend you now, they come and you're loving on them and calling them and doing good to them, is anything going to, sh- to move you? No. That's when your life begins to really affect other people. That's when it happens. That's when it happens. The bond of perfection is love. Until you can love unconditionally, you've not, you're not yet perfect. Perfection doesn't mean you're blameless. We still do things sometimes that you have to get those shares and, and cut off. He, he, that's a continuous process. But at least you're growing. You're moving higher in the things of God. Amen? Let me tell you, when you say a man is established, it's not, it's not money that establishes a man. It's not things. It's not the car. It's not the house you have. That's not what establishes a man. You know what establishes a man? When the character of God is inside of you. When you have become the, the one that God can look to like Job and said, can you see that man? Can you see that woman? That is my man. That is my woman. That's when you are established. And when you are established, you don't, it's not hidden. People can tell it. People can tell it. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Mm. We all know about Joseph. Joseph, when he came on the scene in, in chapter 7, uh, 37 of Genesis, he was a brat. I don't know. We talk about Joseph. A lot of things you need to study at the very beginning and see what God had to prune and do in the life of Joseph. In chapter 37 of, uh, of Genesis verse 2, we are told the very first time he came on the scene that he brought a bad report about his brothers to his father. So here he was, the favor of God was on his life. He was born late in, life, in the life of, of Jacob and he just received favor. And again, that reminds me to tell you that. God told me to tell some of you here. It doesn't matter when you come in. It doesn't matter when you come into this kingdom of God. Joseph came in at the last stage of Jacob's life. But favor still paraded itself around him. And God said, whether you came in yesterday or whether you came in today, it's not too late for you. It's not too late for you. But back to Joseph, Joseph was a brat. He was really a bratty boy. When he got his dream, he went to everybody, I got a dream, I got a dream. And he was, you are going to bow to me. Even dad and mom, oh, they are going to bow to me. That's not a man who is, who is perfected. That's just not a man. That, he, he needed some work done. And the Bible said that his brothers were in the field. He didn't go to work. He sat at home. And when his dad said, oh, go check on your brothers, he wore his $10,000 jacket. To go check them out in the field walking. That's the kind of man that Joseph was, or young man that Joseph was, before God started to walk on him and to change him and to mold him and to refine him so that Joseph became the one that we now talk about. That's how it started. Now, let's look at something here. Joseph had been sold now to the Ishmaelites. And I'm going to pick up the story in Genesis 39. I'm going to start from verse 1. It says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. The Lord 
was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. So even in all of this, he had been acting up and God wanted to start molding him. God was with Joseph. And he was successful and he was in the house of the, uh, the master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. When God is with you, people can see it. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper. So Joseph found favor. You see, the favor spreads, continues in his side and served. Joseph served him. And he made him. He was being made now. And he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. So we can see from here that the man that is being perfected, that is being established, he serves. He's a servant in the house of the Lord. He's committed. He's diligent when it comes to the things of the Lord. And it is his commitment and his diligence that leads to his promotion for him to be made an overseer. You see, many of us, we've got favors. God has favored us, but we are not committed to anything. We are not committed to anything. We are not doing anything with diligence. It's just anyhow. No, 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 no. That's not the man of favor. Joseph never walked at home. He stayed at home while his brothers were walking and was carrying stories back and forth. But here, when God was making him and perfecting him, he says that Joseph served. He served. And he says, then, after he served, then he was made an overseer. You don't expect God to, to settle you when he cannot even trust you, when he cannot even depend on you to do something for him. It's in the service of God that you are perfected, that you are made, that you are established. Amen? Are you with me this morning? Amen. Now we find, therefore, that perfection comes when God's character is formed in you. When the things you used to do, you don't do them anymore. When that of unforgiveness is removed from inside of you and you can love unconditionally. When that spirit of offense in you has been killed completely and destroyed and you can love without carrying offense anymore. When that bitterness in you has been replaced with love. When that judgmental, critical attitude has been t- taken away and you are not able to cover people's sins like the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 13, love covers everything. You are able to cover people with your love and say, it's okay, God is doing the work in his life. I don't have to be judgmental. I don't have to be critical. God has brought me thus far. He's taking some things out too from me. Give him time. God himself will prune him. Abraham. Abraham had been played on by Lot. And Lot had taken the best part of the land from him. And now Abraham heard that Lot was in trouble. He had been taken into captive. Abraham then said, oh, good for him. Now I can go back and get the, the good land he took from me. Good for him. He thought he, he, he could take everything from me. Like some of us we do. Oh, he offended me. Now I heard he's lost his job. Oh, good for him. Now he's going to lose that car. He's going to lose that house. That was not Abraham. Abraham in his old age, in his old age, took 318 men from his household and said, no way. As long as Lord is my nephew, you enemy, you must bring him back. And he pursued after the enemy and recovered his nephew and his family. If it were you. And then Lord came back and went back again to Sodom. And then God came and said, Abraham, can I hide anything from you? Seeing that you are a righteous man, 
See what I'm going to do. And oh, Abraham went into intercession. God, oh, peradventure, there are 50 people there. Because he knew his family was there. Oh, God, 50 people, will you destroy them for 50? Oh, oh Lord, 45. Oh, Lord, 30. Lord, 20. Can I just speak one more, more, Lord? One more. Ten, ten, Lord. Oh, God, you are the righteous God. Five. Because he knew at least maybe in in the family of Lord, they'll find five people. And God said, because of your intercession, because of what you've just done, I'm going to save him. And it was the intercession of Abraham that caused Lot not to be destroyed with his children in that fire. If it were for you. If it was for me, you know what I would do? I said, see this boy. The last time I, I saved him, he, he went back in his, in his sin. He, he, he's back to his pornography again. He, he's, he's back to his fornication again. You, you think I'm going to continue to be pleading and interceding for you? Let God deal with you. That's what some of us we do. That's not love. Abraham had been perfected in love. He had been established in love. And so he could intercede. He could plead for those he knew hadn't reached the level he was in yet. For God to bring them in. Hallelujah. We need to grow up, church. That we begin to know that it's not all about me, myself, and I. It's not all about my family being able to pay my bills. There are people waiting for you to go on your knees and pray for. There are souls going to hell every day. And here we are, sitting down in our pools, in our, in our chairs, saying, oh, God, pay my bills. God, oh, he, 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 she, didn't, she, didn't, she, she didn't hug me, church, this morning. I'm not going to go to that church anymore. What is wrong with the church in America? What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? There is work to do. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. It's always about his kingdom. That's what it's always been about. It's not about how much money you have. When we talk about God bless me, we are thinking of changing bank account. That's not what it's all about. That is not it. That is, that God will do that when your heart is in the right place. Because he can trust you and you can be a channel of his to alleviate the suffering of others. And so the Bible says he will make you, he will perfect you, and then he will establish you. And then you're ready to go to the next level. And the next level is he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. We are told in that Bible, in that, in that, um, First um, Peter 5 verse 10 that the God of all grace who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while make you perfect establish you and then he will strengthen you so developing inner strength developing an inner strength in God is when you begin to develop an arm a spiritual insight that nothing can take away from you. You see, all this time that Joseph had been, from the time his brothers put him in a pit, from the time he was sold to the Ishmaelites, from the time he went to Potiphar's house, we never heard of him dreaming anymore. God was focused on getting his character straight first. And then God said, you know what? It's time now for us to develop that gift I put inside of you. Your character has been formed now. You are perfected in love now. Now that gift can really bless others, not destroy them. It's time to develop that gift in you now. He said, you know what? It's time to go to prison. 
So sometimes when it seems like you've taken three steps forward and it seems like you've taken two backwards, there is something going on. See, if we can understand the way God does things, he doesn't do it the way we do it. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. Joseph, similarly, he was doing good in the house of Potiphar, but God said, that is not my destination for you. So you're going to lose that job. I'm going to allow you to lose that job. I'm going to allow things to get really, really difficult for you. But I have a reason why I'm doing this. So it seemed like Joseph took some steps backwards in the eyes of men. But God was developing that gift that he had of dreams. God was going to develop it in him in the prison. And so we are told that Joseph was put in prison, accused falsely, and thrown into jail. And while he was in jail, he was at the same time, the way God works things is never a coincidence. At the same time he was in jail, the butler of the Pharaoh, uh-huh, and the baker were there at the same time. Let's read about what Joseph did again in jail. It says in Genesis 40, verse, I'm going to read um, from verse 5. Go to verse 5 for me. Uh, Genesis 40, verse 5. It says, Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in prison, had a dream. Both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with his own interpretation. And Joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? Why do you look so sad today? Can you imagine a man who was falsely imprisoned? A man who did nothing wrong to be where he is. He's still having the time to look at other people's faces and see that they are sad. Strength is being developed. That is a man that has been established. Joseph was able to look at them and say, why are you so sad? Tell me. And they told him, and he interpreted the dream. And as he interpreted it, so it came to pass. Man of God, favored man, favored woman. In your pain, in your suffering, can you still be touched by what touches others? Can you cry all night for God to hear your prayer and in the morning you're wiping the tears of somebody else? Can you interpret the dreams of other people when your own dream has not been interpreted? That's inner strength that I'm talking about. That the favored man carries on him. Joseph in his pit could still look at their face and, and, and see that they were not happy. Who still look at him and say, something is wrong. What, what is it? He didn't say, well, don't talk to me. I don't want anybody to talk to me this morning. Just leave me alone in my depression. I, I, I didn't do anything to get here. And I don't, I don't, don't talk to me. I'm going to stay in my own cell here. I don't want to interact with anybody. It's, it's, my, it's my interaction. It's my, my service that brought me here now. I, I didn't deserve it. He didn't say that. He was looking at their faces to see who needed administration. He was looking to see who, who he can be of help to. In his own prison. That is a man that is established. And that's a man that has an inner arm. That God, no, let me tell you, what man takes away from you, 
is nothing. What man can take away from you is, believe me, is nothing. We should begin to drive and strive for the things, the spiritual things, the spiritual arm that no man can corrupt or contaminate. That is what we should begin to drive for. Not competing with other people. If you go into your office and go to your boss and tell your boss, listen, last night God showed me that you were praying your, your child is this, your, your wife is this, and you have no business knowing. Believe me, he, he knows he has somebody in his office that God speaks to. That's what I'm talking about, developing an inner strength. Bible says that for two years after he interpreted that dream, nothing happened. For two years. He interpreted the, the dream, the butler was taken out, was restored to his position with the Pharaoh, and for two years, nothing happened. But Joseph has been established in the Lord. He wasn't moved, he wasn't shaking, he wasn't going anywhere. He said, Lord, I'm here because you brought me here, and you're going to take me out at your time. And we come to when he says now, in Genesis, when it comes to time for you to be settled, hmm, I'm telling you, your gift will always make a way for you. Your gift that is inside of you, man cannot kill it. Your gift will always speak at the throne of God. Your commitment is pleading at God's mercy throne. You just keep doing what you know is right. You just keep living right. It might take two years, it might take two months, it might take 20 years, but God will not forget you, not even when man forgets you. Because when the full time comes, when the full time comes, God will bring you out. God will bring you out and say, yes, this is the man that has, that has been through the suffering that's for a while. He has been made, he has been perfected. He has been established in me and he has grown his inner arm in me. I know him. And I know he's not shifting. He's not moving his ground. He's standing still and see the salvation of the Lord coming. And so the Bible says even when the butler forgot Joseph, God did not forget Joseph. God said, now I'm not only going to make just the butler and the baker to dream, I'm going to cause Pharaoh to dream. Because your time of settlement has come. And so we go to the last level, which is settlement. You have gone through the suffering. You have been made and established and perfected. And you have strengthened your inner man. Now you're ready to be settled. You are ready to be settled in your gift, in your area that God has placed you, in your profession that God has put you in, in any area of your life, in your marriage, anything. When I talk of settlement now, I'm not talking of, again, it's not just money. Money is part of it. Let me know, you know, those blessings are part of it. But really, that's not it. God gives you that because of what he has to do through you. And so, we now go on to Genesis 41, from verse 1, it says, Then it came to pass. I declare this morning that it will come to pass in your life too. It came to pass that at the end of two full years, that Pharaoh had a dream. Emphasis on full. Full time. Full time. Full time. Your own full time is here right now. Full time. No man could manipulate it. No man could make it fast or slow. It was Joseph's full time. 
And the Lord said, it came to pass in the morning. We are, going, we are now in chapter uh, 41, I'm down to verse 8. Now it came to pass in the morning that after he had a dream now, his spirit was troubled. And he sent and called for all the magicians. <laughs> oh, they were there before. He called for all the magicians and all his wise men. And he told them his dream, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. The magicians have always been there. The wise men have always been there. But this time it was Joseph's time. Let me tell you something, favored man, favored woman. Your place will wait for you. Your place will wait for you. No man can manipulate it. No man can take it away from you. There is a set appointed time for you. And when that full time, when that appointed time comes, nothing can change it. The magicians were there. The wise men were there. But God confounded their wisdom. They could not interpret the dream. They've interpreted his dreams before. That's why they are called wise men. They've done their foolish magic before. But this time God said, it's time for me to bring Joseph out. He's passed all the tests. He's gone through all the stages. He's gone through all the steps. It's time for me to, to bring him out to limelight. And the Bible says none of them could interpret it. <laughs> and you know what happened? The butler spoke up. I said, Lord, I, I remember. Oh, God, I remember now. Oh, Pharaoh. Oh, I know you put me in jail before because I did something wrong. But can, can, I, can I say something? I remember my fault this day. There, when I was in prison, there was a Jew, a Hebrew with me and, and we had a dream myself and the baker and and he told us the dream and as he as he interpreted the dream exactly as he said it was so it was lord uh, 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 please I, I think you need to meet this man and my bible said immediately oh when it's time for you things will begin to happen like that immediately immediately Immediately. It's like in, in, in Joshua in the bad, battle of Jericho. God made the sun to stand still. God made the moon to stay in the valley of Agilo. When your time comes, the, the sun will stand still for you too. Your tongue with nothing will stop your time. You just have to be settled in God. You let God do what he wants to do in you first. This is a race we are running. This is a race and you must run righteously. You must run with patience. You must run with endurance knowing that there is a prize waiting for you. You must run legally. There is, there is no shortcut in this. There is no shortcut in this, child of God. Favor child of God, there is no shortcut. You must do it the way God himself knows what he's doing. And the Bible says they, they went to prison to get Joseph. Can you imagine what Joseph was feeling when they said, Joseph, are, are you in there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. All chained up and all, all, all dirty and all in darkness. Can, can I, come on, come on, come on, come on. The Pharaoh is asking for you. Oh, God. <laughs> You've heard my prayer today, Lord. I have been praying for two years that this man will remember me. Finally, God. Oh, the Bible says the expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. The expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. All you have to do is just... Mm.
And as they went to him, and they took him out, and they bathed him, and they anointed him, and they put clothes on him, and they said, come, Pharaoh is wanting to talk to you. Pharaoh's had a dream, and he wants somebody to interpret the dream. And I can imagine Joseph, oh, this prison, I'm not coming back here. I have been here long enough. I have been here long enough. I'm not coming back here. God, you that remembered me. You that's taking me out of here today. Oh, I'm not coming back here. Child of God, I'm here to declare to you this morning. You have been long enough in your prison. You have been long enough in your suffering. And God is pointing his hand to you this morning. And he's saying enough is enough. It is your day of settlement. In the name of Jesus. And they brought Joseph out. And they brought him out. And he was strengthened. He knew who he was. He didn't, he didn't go before, before Pharaoh and, and was cowering and, and afraid. He said, yes. Is it not God? God is the one. When, 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 when Pharaoh told him the dream, he said, well, God is the one that interprets dreams. Just, he, he will interpret it. And he went ahead with confidence. He interpreted the dream. And my Bible says, my Bible says, Pharaoh said in Genesis 41, 39, he says to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all of this, there is no one as discerning, as wise as you. You shall be over my house and over my people, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Today God is setting you over dominions. God is setting you over kingdoms. God is setting you over principalities. God is setting you over powers. God is giving you an authority to operate in the realm of the spirit like you've never had before. And then he said in 42 verse 42 says, Pharaoh took his ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's ring. Woo! And he clothed him in garments. Not one in garments. Remember he had a coat of many colors taken from him? Now he had garments. What the enemy stole from him, God restored, restored it to him a hundredfold. And not only that, God always does, God is a God of overabundance. He doesn't do, he's, he's always a God of more than enough. He gave him a ring, he gave him garments, and he put a chain on his, on his neck. And he said, okay, the, the Pharaoh said, oh, come on, come on, ride with me. Ride with me. And as they were riding, they said, oh, Joseph is coming with, the, with Pharaoh. Joseph is coming. And everybody bowed down to him. His dream had come to pass. The enemies will bow to you in the name of Jesus. Everything that has held you back will bow to you today in the name of Jesus. That's what it says in my Bible, that they all bowed to, to Joseph. And so Joseph was the ruler. He was set over all the land of Egypt. Favored sons, favored daughters of God. Nothing is going to stop you. You will be settled. Just make sure God does what he has to do. He himself will do it. Let him prune you. Let him cut those things away. You know what they are? tell you, you have the spirit of God in you. You know those things that God is telling you to put aside. 
Those things they tell you to lay aside, they are too much of a weight on you. So you can run without all those things hanging on you. He's telling you, you know what they are? He's telling you, put them aside. There's a settlement for you. There's a place he needs you to go. And when you get there, and when you're sitting down, oh, I wish I had a chair here. And when, when you're sitting down, people come to you and say, how, how did you get there? How, how did it happen? You're going to tell them, come here, my sister. You're going to tell them, you know, I heard the message of salvation. And I gave my heart to the Lord. And when I did, he justified me. And he called me righteous. And he put some fine clothes, called favor on me. And when he did, come on, sister, let me show you what he did with me. I took the first step of suffering. And that was hard. That was hard. I thought it was going to, I was going to die. And then after I did that, come on with me, come on with me. Then we went through the making and the perfecting. Oh, he had to take away some things from me that he knew were going to kill me. And if he didn't take it, it not only will kill me, it will kill those that he's trying to get me to minister to. So he had to cut them off. Take some people away. Take some job away. Take some things away from me. Oh, bitterness he had to take from me as he was making me. And as he finished making me, he, he perfected me. And when he perfected me, oh, my sister, I found out I could love. I could love everybody. Even when people did something to me, I could love. I didn't have that in me before. And after, oh, after he perfected me, he established me. His character now is what is showing in me. People see me and they say, oh, I know there's something about you that's different. Oh, I can see God in you. And after he established me, it seemed like I went back to two steps. But, oh, God was doing something in me. He was developing uh, a strength in me that I had to have for me to minister to, to people. The gift he put inside of me, he knew I had to go back two steps to develop that gift. He knew I had to go back to get that arm really strong and strengthened. And then after he did that, he called Pharaoh to have a dream. And sister, today I'm settled. I'm settled. I'm settled. And I'm ready to help you to get settled also. Amen? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. We are settled. So when you get settled, your rivers begin to flow. When you get settled, you are not an agent of change. When you get settled, you are not like Abraham. You are not a blessing to everybody. That's what we're talking about. That's the favor we're talking about. It's not the favor, oh, God has favored me. Oh, talk to me, I'm favored. Oh, I, you know, I, I have... No, 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 no. It's favor that will give you experience. It's favor that will get you to be what God has called you to be. Amen? Stand to your feet with me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what level you are in this morning. I don't know where God has found you in this message this morning. Maybe you are, you, you, thank God all of us here and have no, no Jesus or we've accepted Jesus. So at least we know we're all sealed around and compassed around with favor. But I don't know where you are. Maybe you are at that place of suffering for a while and you're just fighting with God and complaining and, and about to give up. But it's for a while. It's for a while. Stay there. Let God do what he needs to do in you. Maybe you are in the point where God is trying to perfect you and, and establish you and make you. And he's 
asking you to, to, to take some things out, to, to, to re- refine yourself, to, to change some things around, to spend more time in His Word, to spend more time in prayer, to be more loving, to be more compassionate, to be so, so, not, not so easily offended, to show love, not to be so judgmental and critical, everything you have a complaint about. Maybe you are at that stage now, and God is saying, okay, walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. Or maybe you, you, you've been doing all of that, but it seems like you, you, can't, you can't go forward. You try and it's like, mm-mm. God is saying, just I'm developing your inner arm. Your inner strength is what I'm developing. Because I know your day of settlement is just around the corner. I know I'm going to be using you mightily. Or maybe you're here, you've arrived. Maybe you've, you're settled, but it's a river flowing. It's a river flowing to other people. Are you a blessing to other people? Are you relieving the pain of other people? Or is your settlement for you just to consume it on yourself? Wherever you are this morning, I want you to raise your hands and talk to God yourself. And tell God, this is where I found myself. And God, I'm, I'm asking you to help me. Oh God, I, I just need you to, to give me the strength to go to the next level. Because Lord, I'm tired of where I am now. I don't want to be here any longer. I want to move to the next level. Talk to him yourself. Talk to him yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. Father, we come to you. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, I know there are people here, Lord, that you are speaking to them right now. But I know there are people here that as a result of what you've spoken to us, God, they will never remain in the same position from now forth, henceforth in Jesus' name. They are moving on in you. They are moving forward in you. A step closer to being settled, Lord. Father, I pray that the favor upon their life will be seen. That they will begin to understand that everywhere they go, they carry the favor of, of God. Your favor is surrounding them. Goodness and mercy is following them all, the, all their life. Lord, I thank you that we will never be the same. I thank you that you have caused us to be victorious. To triumph in all the stages we go through. And nothing can take us out. Because we belong to you. We give you praise this morning. Have all the glory, God. And the people of God said, Amen and Amen. You are blessed. Have a wonderful week. In Jesus' name.